Hi guys and welcome to another episode of DJ and BJJ with me Irish Mike and my co-host Ken and today on today's episode we have Paddy Daly. So yeah. Paddy Daly, all round nice guy. Ken, intro him in. So yeah, BJJ Blue Belt, active competitor training out of RGA HQ, lead trainer at Third Space, a grappler with questionable hygiene habits, who, <laughs> one, who once upon a time I would have called one of my favourite training partners and a good friend. <laughs> Not anymore. That's all behind us. Oh, you are quite deep. You quite deep intro. when you left, Paddy. You hey, really you going, Pat. Uh, thanks for coming on. I'd expect nothing less of an intro than that. For, thanks for that, boys. Yeah, I'm just missing <laughs> the original DJ. To be fair, you were one of the one of the old one school. of the original circle. So yeah, yeah obviously man. we teed it up last week that we'd have you on. Thanks for thanks for joining us, brother. Man, yeah. It's a pleasure in the, uh, in the sauna studio <laughs> once again. Yeah, it's cooled down nicely up here. To be yeah. fair, it's nice now. I've, hopefully, we've got three lads up here in the recording equipment now. So uh, yeah, it's gonna gradually peak through the episode Definitely. I'm sure Definitely. but um, before we get into all the like training learning teaching all of that stuff we always like to start at the beginning so uh, yeah obviously how we met you and your intro into BJJ um, yeah I remember the the first class <laughs> I took with you because it was like a an impromptu <laughs> private wasn't it it was a nogi it was it was a nogi Wednesday morning class it. and it was just us two and Dom uh, our one. coach were, were there and I remember I rocked up and you were oh yeah I competed at the weekend <laughs> do you want to see my video and you, <laughs> Showed us a video of you like getting two points and then getting triangles. That's it. We, That's we went, the one. That sounds exactly that sounds right. Exactly <laughs> like that we, went, we went into the class, right? Me assuming, oh, excuse the competes. It's no gi. None of us are wearing belts. So like, no. as soon as we get to the rolling part after the technique. Yeah, also, yeah. you seemed relatively proficient in the drilling stage. Like, yeah, you, knew, yeah. you knew what you were doing, it felt like. That's so it. we get to the rolling stage. I'm like, it's just two of us. Do you want to start standing? And uh, we fucking... Go, go to war and uh, <laughs> an hour. So, so yeah I go fucking I remember you fucking snatched a, I single legged you you snatched a guillotine on That's me earlier and then I oh guillotine put, put, yeah put yeah, a, yeah guillotine like, yeah, Mike style Irish Mike style it's probably closer than Mike's ever got to one to be honest managed to weasel out and uh, put put a pace on you and then after the class you're like yeah that was my first ever nogi class <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I've been, been training jiu-jitsu for like four weeks or something. Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, you just showed me a video of you competing at the weekend. You're like, yeah, I never, I just signed up for yeah. it. No, okay. <laughs> That's metal. I never, I never and then from, from that point onwards, I was like, I like this geezer. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get on. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that was it for, for me. Do you, oh, definitely. I, I don't really remember how I met him, but I, I remember like, because Paddy just has this energy, and if you've never met Paddy, and you're probably going to hear it as this podcast pass goes on he just has the best energy and um i can always just wa- remember watching him on a match and he just dominating and, and like has having that always going going energy and it was like i just call, i used to start calling him paddy butters yes because he, he was so smooth he was very smooth he was like so smooth he was just going through transitions and like i was just like always like, all right paddy butters and then it was like then we actually got to know each other i was like i definitely need to stop calling me that it's pure name as fuck <laughs> And then uh, became, we all became the DJ crew That's afterwards. It. We all we all merged in our DJ yeah. ways. Yeah, you shared that photo on the on the podcast. I was like, that, that, was, that was our first yeah. competition together. Yeah. And we came back medalless and celebrated <laughs> like we'd won the world. <laughs> Went out in full steam. It was brilliant. But yeah, might have got buried from a pub. So good. <laughs> no, that, was a, that was a good. That was a good good party. But yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wicked. That, that, yeah, that no gi class. So I remember that clearly as well because. I went into that that comp pretty much with barely any jiu-jitsu experience. I started at Matt House January 2022 and um, I knew Adam Barnes for probably 10 years just 
growing up through friends and got into jiu-jitsu and uh, came back came from a background of sort of doing a little bit of boxing kickboxing and muay thai and had a few boxing matches kickboxing matches and then uh, saw the beginners course pop up sort of early 2022 on some form of socials and i thought you know what new year i'll give it a go i'll try try you came into the beginners yeah course yeah, yeah beginners no, course no. as well so yeah come hey, on, come hey, on, on beginners guys yeah but you left so fuck you <laughs> but yeah we were i remember uh, did the beginners and um I would, i'd sort of done a few classes and immediately just as we've all done is just fall in love with jiu-jitsu straight away and i was yeah. like you know what this i can see this being a, a a long journey with it and then saying to adam i remember going on youtube watching matches what, and like trying to trying to what learn what was it that got you like into jiu-jitsu like i see in the beginning's course yeah, is it just yeah. you'd done other martial arts and you were like i want to i think i want to give this one a go i was like, at that point and i was looking at sort of going back into competing again in boxing and kickboxing i got you know started to do a few classes again a bit of sparring hitting the bag again and i was like you know what i think i'm gonna stop getting punched in the start face getting yeah. punched in the face started taking more time into it and then yeah it was just by pure coincidence really oh, that nice. i saw the thing pop up and i thought I've never done any grappling at all. I've only come from... My, my dad was a, a boxer. He was like... I think he was second in UK amateurs as a schoolboy. Uncle uncle was like UK champ. Granddad was a pro boxer. So I've always grown up sort of yeah, admiring boxers. And boxing was like the thing that I wanted to, you know, uh, get involved with. And then, yeah, just sort of saw this you, thing. You went out fighting one night on the street <laughs> and got knocked to the ground. What do I do then? <laughs> maybe, I need, maybe I need some other skills to uh, to back that up. So, yeah, and then just, just signed up for the, the beginners. And then, yeah, a few sessions in, I was like, wow, this is... What I liked about it is, you guys all know, is that you can you're fighting without that feeling of having to punch someone in the face and yeah. kick someone, and you're getting that thrill and that buzz of that scrap and that that fight without needing the to come away with black eyes or actually. I think that's a very good description of yeah. it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just it's, have the clicky knees and fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, don't, <laughs> don't, don't ask us in twenty years. Yeah, we've got, exactly. We've got crippling arthritis. Exactly. <laughs> but right now, hey, it's fantastic. <laughs> to be honest, I'd rather have arthritis than be uh, like have a busted up nose. Can't breathe. Have all have Parkinson's. So, yeah, 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 true, so, true. Like, that's the thing. You know. Bring the tone. <laughs> bring, bring, bring the tone right now. It just got all of a sudden. Get the meds. And then yeah, so I've done the. Uh, did a few classes as beginners and I remember and just, like, oh I'm going to do a grappling industry I remember watching on YouTube like because I didn't even know that you had matches in jiu-jitsu I just thought it was something you turn up and learn like, I didn't really understand that like learning the way of the warrior yeah I thought mean, it was just something you learned I didn't really understand that there was like competitions and like that there was points scored and things like that so I naturally ended up going to YouTube watching stuff and I'd be JJF matches and being like oh right so there's points and and then yeah, just said to Marty, like, fancy was, me a bit of that. Yeah, I was like, Sign up. all right, okay, maybe this is this is what I needed, like this something where I can compete. And so what, month, so what, what, what month was it? Sorry, mate. Was Adam already come into jujitsu gym before you? Or? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was. He just got his blue it's, belt. Me, me just, and Barnsley got our oh, blue belts at the same time. Yeah, so that would yeah. have been the December. Oh, that, he came that, in? that would have been the December. Yeah, that's it. The, and then you and joined in that the January. That class must have been February. I reckon February, March. Uh, because, so because we ended up doing that other comp, the one we were talking about, that was in, which was my first yeah, comp yeah. as a blue belt. 
that's that May. Was April, that May? April, April May? I think. I so, think it was must have been May because my yeah. I went. Yeah, that was I think May time. So yeah, it was relatively quick but, though. You'd, yeah. thought, you'd been there what maybe two months and then you did your first competition. Pretty much, yeah. So two months in, <laughs> I was like, I said to Barnsley, I was like, when do you need? How long do you need to do to sign? And he was like, oh. mate, if you want to go for it, just go for it. And I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? You get get arm by the tap. So. You, know, you know that um, you know that Barnsley and. At, like that, that's the fact that you tell that story is a very it's a very Barnsley thing like just throw someone into it, like, yeah. something that they're completely yeah, unwitting for he um he signed up one of his other mates to an MMA fight without letting them know no I think uh, I th- I, he either didn't let them know or like he, he signed them up and then it was announced and <laughs> <laughs> the fellow was like I'm fighting and he's like yeah, you, yeah I, thought you'd, I thought you'd like it and then he, so he, ended, he ended up winning the fight by uh, by knockout yeah. shout, shout out Adam Barron's yeah, oh, he's, a cool guy, yeah. he's a good man yeah, we, we, we love Barnes original DJ and crew member he is he's, a, he's an original DJ for sure so yeah and then you were just bit by the bogan yeah, and I just, I just was like, you know what? Let's just get get stuck in. And the first comp I went, it was an all stars comp. It was, I'm pretty sure it was towards the like mid mid to end of March. So I mean, I started the beginners course, started my membership end of Jan. So properly going at jujitsu, we're talking six to eight weeks probably well, you you do train you were training a lot were yeah you, did you have that work ethic back then as well yeah because I, I know so. you used to do like three times sometimes yeah i started off i started off a couple of a few three times, times a week day, sorry not yeah. three times a week I must that's make it that clear, yeah. wednesdays i tried to do it on my days off where i wasn't coaching at, at work i was trying to do at least two or three a session so i was i was starting I chucked myself in a sort of five a week, really five, five, five to seven a week. I was, I was starting out, and then when the comp came, started that, to that do could be eight to nine hours a week though. Between the classes, you were doing exactly. you'd be doing the hour and a half as exactly. well as the hours. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was good, a good eight to nine hours a week. But yeah, it was, I mean, I, the first comp, like you expect, I got walked over in every every sense. I, you know, <laughs> I literally got armbarred in thirty seconds of my first match from close guard. I remember I got a takedown actually because I watched, the, I was waiting to go on, and the guy. I got a buy through, and there was, the guy was <laughs> was about to go on. He had uh, he beat someone. I think got a rear naked choke. Got another sub, and I'm gassing him up. I'm going, yes, mate, you're doing great. The next thing I know, the guy's saying, "Oh, you two guys are on next against each other." I'm thinking, "Fuck's sake, this is my first jiu-jitsu match." <laughs> I've just watched this guy submit two people. They told him how good he was. Yeah, exactly, gassing him up like, "Yes, bro, you're going in." And then, uh, yeah, I've got a step on against him, and I remember just going for a. I think I went for a single leg, took him down. I was like, "Bro, I got two points." And I, as I'm passing, uh, he closed the guard up, and then managed to, to armbar me from close guard. I remember just thinking, right, just. Uh, I remember holding it and then just feeling the pop come and then tapping. And then, uh, and then I had a match for gold again. Got triangled, and then a match in no gi. And then I'd done literally zero no gi. Just done gi stuff. But I, yeah. um, as you know, for comps, you you get a. It's pretty cheap to sign up for two brackets. So I was like, yeah, well, especially if I thought it was the grappling industries. But if it was an all stars, that's then, it. Yeah, they always do that. If you got in early, you probably only paid the same. Exactly. Exactly. They often do a freebie if you yeah. register early enough. Exactly. You, you get like. Yeah, division for free. Shout so. out to all stars European. Yeah, yeah big up all stars yeah, all day long. I think it was episode two or three. We, yeah. we, we spoke about their, their competitive <laughs> pricing structure. Listen, we, we love them. They're good. Where's, where's they run it well. More sponsorships. We want them. We want them, boys. We need the money. We, we did that bit to death last week, but death honestly, we, we really need the money. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah club needs the money, right? We need the money, right? Uh, Expert the DJ ten. Yeah, ten percent off all your products. So, sorry, buddy. obviously, obviously, Pad, like you're into jiu-jitsu now. You got your blue belt just before you moved back to London, and then. Now you're training out of um, RGA HQ, still uh-huh. still actively competing. Yeah, man. We'll get into that 
uh, like your, the kind of results of your comps and that are towards mm-hmm. the end, I think. I wanted to talk, um, like I say, we've got you to talk about different kind of ways of learning. Yeah, we yeah. We know you've like, approached your training quite actively with, yeah. <laughs> with your shoulder recovery as well, yeah, which, are, which we might touch on. But like, mm-hmm. obviously your job, do you feel that like the yeah. approach you... For your job, you're mm, as I said, mm. you're kind of lead lead trainer at that's first place. That's yeah, it, mate. so like obviously you're constructing programs for people. And uh-huh. You've done that for how long now? Seven years as a coach, and I've been at third space about coming up to five years now. Yeah. So yeah. So do you feel like your kind of experience from that? Are you qualified? Like, do you have qualifications? Yeah, I've yeah. Seen, so general general fitness qualifications. Level three personal trainer. Uh, when you do your level three, you get your level two to coach group exercise, uh, CPD and boxing cycle other stuff as well um but yeah just just general the general fitness qualifications it took to get there and i've done a lot of i've tried to do a lot of sort of studying outside of of work as well in terms yeah. of like guys like michael boyle i find really great in terms of learning uh, extra stuff about about fitness and the way the body works and stuff so yeah i've been i've been a little bit lazy on actually pure qualification wise but, but most of it's but yeah, nowadays you really to, need a qualification that's the thing you once you get once you get to a point you're kind of like once you've got internet access and a little bit of knowledge <laughs> that's you it. Can just kind of you're in a place where like it's difficult for me to take the time now to go and you know invest the time and money to to get something more when i'm in a in a nice place with it but yeah it's it's good so um do you feel your knowledge from that and your experience at work kind of influenced how you approached jiu-jitsu when you first started it and like did it help definitely i think jiu-jitsu there's uh the atmosphere and the environment that i work in was definitely a good thing to push me towards working well in jiu-jitsu good carryover like yeah, exactly. You know, being in the environment of a of a fitness background is it's a good place to be because you're always in the mindset of trying to help people get fitter and move all the time. So, you know, staying active, staying moving, and you know, there'd be, for example, when I first, very first started jujitsu, there'll be off peak like yin yoga classes that I would go and do. So I go and do jujitsu at seven a.m. at Matt House, and then travel into London, go and teach a couple of classes, and then in the break I just go and do like a yin yoga class and. For the guys that don't know about yin, yin, you're holding like long poses for long periods of time. So you might be in a reclined butterfly with your hips open, or you might be in certain positions where you're basically just opening your body up more. For me in jiu-jitsu, one of my best benefits is my mobility as well, is hips, shoulders, not shoulders as much now actually, but definitely hip. <laughs> definitely hips is a, is a big part. And obviously, like you guys know, hip mobility in jiu-jitsu, yeah. retaining your guard, getting your guard back plays a big part. But um, yeah, being in that environment and working that environment, it allowed me a lot to, you know, even on breaks, just fitting in a little bit of S&C, doing some single leg work, doing some other stuff was uh, was definitely helpful towards it. Nice. We, I know you have coached jiu-jitsu, and I'm going to get into that story a bit later <laughs> oh, as well. Because oh, I want to, I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to build you up before I knock you down, buddy. So, <laughs> so as I say, oh, I want to look at kind of the different the part of the uh, the whole idea of what came around with this episode was when you were yeah. talking to me about getting privates, right? Mm. Or thinking about getting privates, yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, that's interesting how different people approach learning jiu-jitsu mm. differently. Like some people are heavy on just coming to the standard group classes, some open mats, and some privates. But before we get into specifically applying it to jiu-jitsu, I was going to talk a little bit about both of you's opinions on the different ways of learning. Like back when mm. I, back when I learned about learning, yeah, um, there was only, for, to my memory, there was four ways, you know, of mm-hmm. learning. People were visual, auditory, uh-huh. reading, writing, or kinesthetic. Mm. When uh-huh. I, I did a little bit of brief googling before like this, this before this podcast, this. and people were. 
saying that well, there were 12 different ways of learning. So I guess it's like genders, right? right. As we've gone. <laughs> as we've gone. <laughs> as, as, boom, uh, not sure. And that can be men or females. Oh, no, gender specific. No. As, as we've gone further down the line, as we've gone further down the line, there's been more of them. But like, it, for me, for you, obviously, as a for you, obviously, as a coach, that, uh, for you, obviously, as a coach that teaches uh, group classes very yeah, often, yeah. so you have lots of different people. Absolutely. You know, I know maybe I think there's a lot of parallels to teaching a jiu-jitsu class mm. there because you've got to cater to these differences. So, so, is that something you think about the way that do you try and because? Mm. When I was thinking about this, I thought, oh, actually... Oh, because he coaches, yeah. he might understand how to be coached. Yeah, exactly. And mm, uh, so mm. I was also thinking, like, actually, in a typical jiu-jitsu class, you do have those four types of learning. That's like, true. You know, the, it, when the coach is demonstrating, that's visual. Yes. You know, they're talking you through the steps. That's mm -hmm. the auditory bit. Mm -hmm. If you take notes after class, which yes. I am a big believer in, that's the yeah, writing part. Time. And then the kinesthetic is when you drill it and roll no, for it's yourself. True. So, like... I mean, is that something that when you put together your programs or when you're coaching people that you think about, like trying to tick multiple boxes? Definitely. Or do you just think, this is the best solution, so yeah. I'm going to give you what's best? I think I probably don't think of it as directly as those four categories, if you like, or those four um, sections, but I think of it more as like the skill set that's needed. So obviously the thing with the group exercising, the gym that I coach at, there's a lot of elements that you need to be good at in terms of music selection, your timing, your cueing of stuff, your the way that you handle the room and the way that you deliver and talk to people. But I think there's definitely elements of that that overlap with coaching jiu-jitsu as well yeah. in terms of like yeah. understanding how to control a room, how to, in a group environment. For me, the biggest overlap is probably how to deal with one-to-one -one situations whilst you're letting a group run yeah. you know and that's a big thing i think the best coaches for me are the ones that will be able to spot that someone's doing something wrong or not understanding something but then still be able to keep the whole room engaged at the same time it's a hard skill it's really hard because you've got the clock ticking you've got someone that doesn't know what's going on but then some people you've got cues you've got you know you've got to time everything up well so i think that is as a coach a really important thing to be able to do is coach one-to-one -one whilst coaching a group environment yeah. and keeping everyone engaged. Do, and do, do you deal with a lot of beginners? Like, or would, oh, they be fairly, would they be fairly advanced people that know, like... Yeah, the majority, the majority won't be. The majority of people will be returners coming back, but you do have a lot of guys that will come in and it might be their first... You have guys that come in, it's their first class there, but they'll, you watch them move and they've just got it. You know, they'll hinge and row and they'll just... They're, they've got... I just imagine with your energy like that, like if I, if I was into, like... <laughs> The kind of workouts that you do and stuff. If I had met you, like you are someone I would return to because yeah. you've good vibes, like you've oh, good energy, you, like, you know. And yeah, it's just, I just you. imagine like you probably have like people probably have a set of group of people that would fill a room for you multiple times. Yeah, like, do, yeah, do you yeah. have regulars to your classes? Big time, big yeah. time. Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of the classes do have regulars that come back each week, and that's nice as well to see the same people coming yeah, back week on so week. On. When, when you're talking about pulling those short one to ones out at a group session, yeah. do you try and obviously personalise those? one-to-ones to the way that you see that person oh of, definitely 100 like, percent. and is that based around how you, you see them learning in terms of like you know some people are you know yeah. i don't know do you it's, know it's mainly the way that for me it's mainly the way they're moving so if i'm if yeah. i'm spotting someone's like if they're hinging into a into a position where they're about to do a row and their back's arch and their chest is curved in then 
It's about being able to give, and sometimes I'll notice someone's doing that, but I've got a cue in 10 seconds on the clock where I've got to cue the whole room for something and the music's about to go and the timing. So I'll have to leave them to do that. And then the next leave time that that time comes up, injured, yeah, exactly. let them do it wrong for a little bit longer. And then the next time that that gap opens up, then be able to go over and cue. So them. It, is, is it all kind of spin kind of thing? Like where you're all working to, it's, yeah, it's a mix. So one, it's one a high the, intensity kind yeah, of. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the concepts I teach are high intensity. So one, for example, it, it matches so, your personality. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, for example, is called Formula Three. So it's got three lines of work. So it's, it's nine minutes on each block. You've got a line of rowers and you got a line of kettlebells and you've got a line of dumbbells and you'll have people maybe in one line will be doing like an emom so i'll have to do kettlebell swings and yeah. squat and press with the bell and there may be press ups and then the dumbbells will be doing something and the rows will be doing something so three and do, they, do they, they alternate then in your different cues is it exactly oh, so right. one each line will have like a different cue so you've got yeah. to be you, you've got to be looking at the clock and you're looking at each people moving the right way so yeah it's basically knowing the amount of time that you've got and being able to cue each person yeah. and that's Again, it's just... That's another skill, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. So this is actually more for, for both of you. It's something that when I was kind of making some notes about this, it came up as a thought. Like obviously, in jiu-jitsu, I think we all understand that once you really get past mid-blue belt, definitely purple upwards, you need to take a bit of responsibility. We were talking about this either last episode or the one before, about mm. like taking personal responsibility for, for your learning. So mm. with that in mind, do you... like Obviously... You know, it's nice if a coach can cater things towards a learning style. Mm. But do you feel it's more on the coach to cater their teaching style to the student or more on the student to identify how they learn better and then extract what they need to from the class through leaning into their yeah. preferred style of learning? Yeah. I, I gotta go with the latter, like because I mean I'm someone that doesn't pick up stuff well, but like mm. other people pick up stuff and like not that I'm not but like I have people like yourself and Rob and there's other people in the gym that like say oh if you want to go over on that on Sunday like mm. it, it's it depends where I suppose it would be gym specific in my opinion yeah but like because I don't run as fast as he would he would do like and that's just typical anyway but that's just how I'm built or whatever you know yeah but um obviously he both done martial arts in the past so maybe it's something to do with that but I think like I'm not going to expect any coach in the gym to mm. spend more time with me while everybody I mean it's yeah. a class for everyone and there's like 30 people in the class yeah like now uh, he does they do walk around and correct mistakes you make but mm. it's like they say drill it drill, like yeah Zach, yeah Zach, it's true Zach's drillers it's are killers true. yeah you know drillers I mean? are killers no it's a good point I think the, the main responsibility falls on the student to if you feel like yeah. there's something you need to put the time into more but then also I think as a coach you have to you have to have an awareness especially for me I think if it's especially more towards jiu-jitsu if someone's turning up regularly and they're passionate and they want to learn but there's clearly an element that they're falling down on then I think as a coach then you owe a responsibility for that person that's paying their membership and turning up yeah, to, yeah, to spot fair, it yeah. and say right maybe I can help you on this but the main responsibility obviously is on the student yeah, yeah, let, let's say like look, you are that student that's falling down in that area mm. and you your coach has tried to kind of show you something like ultimately yeah. if you learn better by just drilling that technique to death then yeah. the responsibility is on you to find the time to drill that technique to death until you've patched to, to that be, leak yeah. to be fair as someone like that doesn't drill the technique to death I do like even like shout out to boys like when, when when we started doing passing drills mm. Roshan and um, Ben Burn, yeah. they used to and like I used to always do it after them and they said last 15 minutes of the open mat class after the main class all they do for the last 15 minutes is drill 
And like that's when I actually started passing your guard. Yeah. That was the first time I started passing was after like oh, three that, weeks doing that. I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could get there again, that would be fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so those days are yeah, gone. To be fair, when, when I say drilling in that context, drilling can take any form. Like drilling can be, you know, yeah. just working on that specific technique, inspiring. Yeah, as like, well. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So now that, that's interesting. No, I agree with both of yeah, you. Yeah. I, I thought that. I just wondered if if I was, you know, as a coach, whether yeah, you yeah. felt more weight on your shoulders or. Feel that you know there is still a, definitely a burden a, on your students to come up a, and be willing, be, be coachable. That's they, it. That's the phrase you hear a lot. Isn't yeah, it? Like, exactly. To be good at jujitsu, you need to be coachable. And yeah. I think there's again like there's the it like, depends on the student as well. If the student is turning up regularly and is passionate and really cares about it, uh, for me as a coach, then I would definitely give them a little bit more time than somebody that's there once a week that doesn't really give a shit. Yeah, I'm clocking mean, yeah. it's not doing something right. I'm like, well, you, you you're not putting the time or energy in. But yeah, the no. ones that care, then. You've got a, there's a, is a responsibility for the coach. I think that's fair. So let's slide it back towards jiu-jitsu, like first about actually jiu-jitsu training because I want to get mm. into on the mat versus off the mat as well. Mm. But um, group classes, open mat and private. So I think I'm going to, in terms of on the mat training, yeah. I think if I'm going to separate it into three general categories, uh-huh. that's probably, you know, yeah, yeah. obviously not separating drilling from sparring, uh-huh. from technique work, from being coached and yeah, talking yeah. about... You know, generally the three ways you can attend a jiu-jitsu gym yeah, yeah. would be, as a, be as, as mat, a group yeah. class, would be attending an open mat or mm. getting privates. Definitely. So what do you think the value? Have you got pri- I know you were talking to me do about maybe what? getting privates. I have I one, one thing that I do really think, as a coach, I think anything you want to progress in group exercise and one-to-one, you need a combination of both of them which is very hypocritical of me to say because I've never done a jiu-jitsu one-to-one. I've never done a single one-to-one ever in my whole um, time doing jiu-jitsu, which is, you know, again, pretty hypocritical because I'd probably progress a lot more if I did, you know, and invest that time and money um, into it because I think that this undoubtedly... By taking someone that's got the experience and watching them, you know, mm. having them watch you roll and show you stuff, then to you're going to progress a well, lot to, more. To be fair, Aiden is a good, like Aiden Kidd, he's a good example of that because when lockdown, it was just him, Adam and Lucas inside in the gym. Yeah, we call mm. it private. Mm. I, 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 that, that was like a private. For all, yeah. for all intensive purposes, that's a private in, this, yeah. in this argument. Mm. What, what do you think the benefit of each is? I wouldn't... <laughs> Like, I don't have time to do privates <laughs> because I do much, so much fucking class stuff. But now, this last two weeks isn't a fucking good example. I've done one class last week and one class so far this week, which is below my average. But, like, we, we but yeah. look, I try to hit four or five hours. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I find it weird doing, um, like, I find I kind of get my privates when I approach someone like Rob mm. or whatever at Open Mat. Yeah. I'm just like, look, can you show me this? Or even someone like yourself, can we go through this? And like, not to say that you're giving me a private, but it's the drilling aspect of it that if you're going to someone that knows, like I'll go to someone who knows a bit more about something than I do, or knows the key stages, yeah. and I'll ask them yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not a private for all the world, but if the two of you are, like even if there's other people going around around the mat, you, you could call it drilling, but like is a private any different? Yeah, oh, yeah. look, I'm Definitely. a top, I'm, I'm, I'll be straight up. I'm a tight bastard. I ain't paying for a private. <laughs> I they, they, actually, that shit's expensive. It is, Man, it is. I'll buy. I'll buy. Sorry, geez, sorry. I'll buy. I'll buy everyone in the whole fucking place a drink, and I won't fucking go for a private. <laughs> like, yeah, like I mean, fuck we talking about. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. And I guess you could fit sem- seminars into this loosely as well. That's mm. another thing that, unless I think you're specifically looking to if anyone knows a guillotine seminar I want to go that's what I mean if, if, there's, some, do that, if there's something that's like a specific part of your game and there's a specialist in that I get going to the seminar but just randomly attending seminars I think a lot of the, 
and maybe this is this speaks more to my lack of retention mm. but like i find at a seminar you can get overwhelmed with techniques not oh, actually massively. retain much of it mm. and um I, I didn't say this this is another higher belt than me once was like very often you feel like you're just paying for the picture yeah yeah it's yeah, true yeah. a lot of the time you are though aren't you and like i've never got the picture either it both times i went to a seminar <laughs> because i was like i do not want to be pictured next to this man with my bad jujitsu <laughs> <laughs> the, the kind of one we haven't really touched on here though we obviously we all see the benefit of group sessions and we all understand mm. that there probably would be a benefit to privates if they're mm. focused on something you like you know like we were saying with the yeah. seminars specialist in the technique Open mats, do you feel you could advance, like... I think open mats are key. Do you think you could advance yeah. at jiu-jitsu as quickly if you didn't attend the other two and all you did was no, open mats? No, no, no. So you feel it is like a, not mm. a holy trinity? I think no, it's important. It, I, I think, think like, what, when you, when, as your Catholic boy, you have to say the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Yeah. Like, no, like, holy Spirit, we say, sorry. <laughs> I'm being American there with Holy Ghost. But <laughs> I think, yeah, the tree would play a pace. Yeah. But I, not so much... I don't know about the privates. I couldn't really count. Mm. It, and it, it's like you say, like you say, you're tight. Like, I just... I think if you I, looked at it from a perspective as if you had an endless pot of money and an endless pot of time though what would you yeah. if you could say that if you could sit back and say I've got to work endless I haven't got pot of money endless... <laughs> Jesus that, that'd be the I've, day I've, I've, I've put my uh, life expectancy on a year tops we'd <laughs> be gone we'd all be gone <laughs> wouldn't train any jiu-jitsu that's for sure <laughs> oh, oh, maybe for two weeks do, do you what <laughs> jiu-jitsu never heard of it never heard of it do what <laughs> who's the Jew what Jew <laughs> oh it's true but if you looked at it from that perspective I think probably you would get some get some, yeah, products, you get probably, some top seminars why would you not you know and then again having that time with someone with more experience to just look at you roll and, and analyse you and give you yeah. that feedback it's, it would make complete sense to do it but obviously your main one so time to drill in open mouth thing and then you know you can't you can't you, can, yeah. you can't arguably you can't do classes I, I'll be honest like the whole reason like I don't drill as much as I should I'm just retarded and I love sparring <laughs> <laughs> I just love a good sparring everyone loves a good roll yeah. yeah but you couldn't do you couldn't do privates but not classes but you could do the other way around yeah, I think, yeah. arguably you know so privates and not classes that's like the celebrity purple yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like, to be fair like yeah, I know that there are some. That I hear Russell Brand does do the group classes. Yeah, you know, I hear that his his Probably belt is low, legit. I know that ones. Tom Hardy does the yeah yeah the Tom group Hardy classes. But did you see the Ashton Kutcher is one of the ones that got his really? purple I belt by that. not doing group classes? No yeah, way. There was a video of him rolling, that's a and bit it was pony. like, oh dear. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that that makes that's it clear that you, you need to roll with oh the, big time with the great unwashed. It's yeah, especially about competing as well. Like I think obviously each their own. You don't have to compete in jujitsu, but if you if you're learning jujitsu but not doing any competitions you're not really putting yourself under pressure and in an environment of you know I, I, I was I, thinking about this because like I don't much. ever give anyone a comp role mm. what, in, in the gym, gym never mm. he's smiling at me like I've given him a comp role like, I like, like I've never fucking put my you know I don't yeah. grab people in that same way no. because you don't have that adrenaline no. either like when I mean, you have that adrenaline you grab someone like and grab him with intent in the competition yeah. Yeah, you have a different level of strength as well, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, things that just wouldn't work in the gym, you can kind of muscle through in a comp. But yeah. I, I, I disagree. Sorry, I I disagree. No, no, it's fine. No, it was a good point. I, I disagree. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you need to compete. I don't no, think fair. I don't think competing's for everyone. And I do think that with good training partners, you can get that level of pressure testing oh, in, in a gym. But mm. yeah, I, I like to compete. Yeah. So I'm, I'm there. A, but, I'm not even someone that done martial arts. Or, and I'm only added a couple of years. Like, 
and I fucking love competing. Yeah. I, I the, the stress of it is fucking unbelievable, but like the end result, whether you oh, win or you lose, now I was depressed as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it probably it's led to the well, That's, that's it, the whole reason know? I only trained for <laughs> I didn't train for a week after, but like, but now yeah. I'm back. Like, you know, no, you're I mean? absolutely all right. I see what you mean. You know, you can't. It's you're not going to hinder your progression in jiu-jitsu from not competing but I no, think you you're going to you're gonna learn a lot about yourself as a person as well I think yeah. when, you're, when you're in that pressure in that environment but you know that moment before you step on the mats or step in any combat sport whether it's boxing kickboxing jiu-jitsu you, there's a moment that goes through your head and you're like people I know and love and care about are about to watch me put myself on the line yeah. as something that I've trained my ass off for and it, it could it might go, not go too and well. it might not go too well <laughs> it's other guy looks pretty good and I, he I, looks up for it so I, I can know. remember when we did all stairs and um, <laughs> Paddy was out near the exit and he was just like in a squat position sitting down and he was just doing breath work and I was like who the fuck is this Rickson Daly <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was epic and I was just like this is, pa- this is Paddy oh, like, just never changed like, so I was just like this man needs to be cherished and protected at all costs. Like. <laughs> like a golden egg oh do brilliant you, do you think you'll go back and get privates now do you think that's something you'll do it's through your blue belt I think you? that like we were just saying earlier that next year I'd like to go out and do the Masters World to, uh, in Vegas in August and I think if you're going to go and do something like that then you've got to you've got to tick every box and i think at least doing a few a few privates before that would be i think it would be silly not to in a way you've got to try and use every avenue you've got and then at least if you go out there and you put yourself on the biggest stage and you get submitted in an arm bar in 30 seconds then you you've done everything you can right you can hold your hands up and say i actually seen a post today and i can't remember who it was and they said um if you're sitting on the edge of the mat about to compete and you know you haven't done everything you can do yeah like that's when you're going to have all the doubts. I can't remember what the fuck it was. No, that's true. It sounds like something Dom would say. Yeah, yeah. that's that's very, it do- it's very, it's dumb, very dumb. Very and, dumb. And he was just like, but but you do know if you're sitting there, yeah. and you have done everything. It doesn't matter what happens. That's it. Because like you, it, like you're fully prepped and yeah. you've done it all. You no, take that energy I, in. I'm not going to talk about it at all. <laughs> I was just like reading posts like that. Uh, People that have all the motivational posts. Next thing, back to not doing it. <laughs> I, I do I do think really though it's clear that like, as long as you can have focused and yeah. pressure tested training it doesn't really matter on, no. the, on the environment I think any one of those three yeah. provided you I've got this theory right that you in an ideal world you have like a what is it like someone that's a uh, like a master, mm-hmm. an equal, and a student, right. right? So, like, that's all you need for a good think, training yes. session. Like, a, I think someone, I've seen someone else write it as like a, uh-huh. a plus, an equal, and a minus. Yes. So, it's like, you know, you've got someone that can teach you shit and can smash you. Uh-huh. So, you can, like, yeah, yeah. you know, Where's my mind le- learn, yeah. from, learn from that. You've uh-huh. got someone that's an equal that's going to, like, you're going to have good goes with a really level. So, like, almost comp, you know, if you have a comp go, sometimes yeah. they catch you, sometimes you exactly. catch them. And then, um, and then you've got someone lesser that you can like exactly. practice with new shit yeah. on. I think that's a really good way of looking at that. Is, like, you know, I, do you know I, who I think yeah, that, might, that even might pass through again, full circle? I think Adam Barnes it, was telling me that early on. Yeah, I, de- I definitely might, didn't come might, up with that myself, yeah, yeah, but it's a nice it's, theory. It's, that it's I've, brilliant and it's I, a good way of looking at it because that is the way you know if you've got someone equal to spar against you're going to get that that response that you need someone better is going to teach you stuff and you need to be able to pass it on to be able uh, to I, learn I, I was well, thinking so. more about working on my new shit I ain't giving away I ain't giving away none of these secrets but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, I ain't got brilliant. no secrets it's nonsense um, I know I teed that up as saying oh, I've got this theory so I just 
want to be very clear. No, that yeah. is not my theory. It's stolen. <laughs> stolen I'm just really throwing Ken under a bus there. And <laughs> tried to big up Barnsley. No, I don't, I don't know. If I, got, I don't think I got it off of him. I, yeah, I feel yeah. like I remember reading it because I Definitely. remember reading the plus, the equal, and the yeah, minus yeah, the exactly, symbols. So exactly. yeah, fuck Barnsley. He didn't come up with it. He stole it from someone as well. So yeah, everything, from, everything's stolen somewhere in life. Anyway, that's the thing. What about on the mat versus off the mat pad? How do you feel about that? Like, obviously, me and you are both quite yeah. big off the mat strength and conditioning. Yeah, you obviously yeah, yeah. have a career in that Definitely. industry I'm I don't know just yeah, yeah. addicted to making myself feel bad apparently do, do, do you um, do anything outside of work and outside of because like, obviously work, your work is all gym yeah so, and then like your your hobby time is jiu-jitsu but do you do extra stuff outside board when I first started doing jiu-jitsu I was doing the, the usual go-to of like road runs and stuff like that and then sort of fell off of that very quickly as well I think the main thing that I've learned now that is just you need to support anything that is going to be related to the game so I'll try and do I'll probably do two, two to three weight sessions a week I'll do stuff like okay. trap bar deadlifts I'll superset push and pull I'll so do you're like actually doing extra on your extra yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, do, I'll try and do two and three sort of strength and conditioning a week but I don't go crazy half an hour sessions you know just enough that you get that, that body movement sweat exactly you just be building a bit of strength up a little bit of grip strength a little bit of you get know, on a test match you'll be fucking out <laughs> look at the immunity yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, do you feel it's like not not an essential I'd never want to say that yeah. um, oh, Mike's peaking sorry um, I'd never want to say that like off the mat training is an essential because mm. obviously if you're a pure hobbyist mm-hmm. and you're doing it for the fun of jiu-jitsu you don't yeah. have to do it but like I mean, I I do four about like you say thirty to forty minute kettlebell yeah, sessions yeah. a week plus some like I have a long mm. low, uh, steady state cardio, mm-hmm. and I feel a massive carryover oh, into yeah. how I feel on the mats. More like the robustness, like, yeah, yeah, in definitely. my joints and stuff like that. But, uh, mm. Would you say it's an essen- almost an essential? I would say it's an essential if you want to push yourself to the best game that you can. I think yeah. if you're going if you're going in for competitions and you want to try and you know come out with a good result, and I think that it's it's good to have it. It's, yeah, it's near enough and essential to have it there. I think, again, it's one of the, like we were saying earlier, if you're sitting at the side of the map ready to go on and you know you've done everything to prepare yeah. and one of those things is... It's one less thing to worry about. Exactly. You're not thinking, oh, should I have done weights a bit more in the build-up? Should I have done this? You know, And you feel it in your body. You know, you can feel an improvement of strength and, and that's going to inevitably help you. Do you run a specific programme? I pretty much do. It's, it's Is very, it one you built for yourself? Very, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Just from watching, if you like listening again, a lot of just online learning of listening to coaches that are, are, you know like their opinion and putting together my own sort of knowledge. But it's very simple stuff of like again trap bar deadlifts. I think are a great one because you're utilizing your legs, your back. Is it shoulders. mostly strength stuff you do? Pretty you don't, much. You don't do too much for like your VO two no, max. You don't do. I, do you know what I did for the fleet competition? I used to do. What I used to do is because I wear a, a my zone belt sometimes when I'm training, whether that's on the mats or off the mats. But um, is that like a heart rate monitor cool. belt? So yeah. it like tracks obviously percentage of your maximum heart rate and uh, started that. Yeah, another way, another way to get you addicted to your phone. Exactly, literally another another thing to hook onto. But it's uh, I was doing like running blocks on the treadmill where I'd do like a, a warm up run and then I try and do like six minute blocks of like a VO2 max to so get my heart into the red zone, hold it for six minutes, a quick recovery for like two, two and a half minutes back into the red zone and do like three or four to basically emulate what it would be like on the mats, right? Yeah, in the nice. competition. So, and there is definitely some logic to that. I think if you can get your body used to going through that in your training, then when you get on to match day, the adrenaline, you're going to, you're going to yeah. be used to that response. But saying that I've not done that for the last couple of comps and, uh, 
yeah, I've, I've still felt good on there, but I think there's definitely a benefit to doing it. If you've got, if you've got the time and energy, fitting everything in is just, Yeah, know, that, and that's the easy. thing, like, like we always say, most of the listeners are people that are juggling jiu-jitsu with a family and with, like, yeah, you know, as, hard. and life, life yeah. and, other, and other hobbies. It's like, you know, who, who's got fucking time to do like, yeah. three strength sessions and a couple of cardio sessions a week? But, yeah, definitely, man. Did you, because you, obviously you did that sprint training with us before the fleet comp as well. Did you notice the carryover into your jiu-jitsu or did you, is it, was it negligible for you? Because I, I hear both. Like for me, yeah. huge. And maybe it's yeah, a placebo. Yeah. I have a fake uh-huh. confidence to, to that I've got fair, a gas tank. I didn't do enough of it. Yeah, okay. Mm. And I'm not going to lie about it. But I could see the benefit. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, did, I did two or three, but then towards the end, Something fell off. I can't yeah. remember. I, I remember like it's pissing rain one day. He used to come up and say, "Fuck off." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most of the rainy ones though, we did at the actual gym. We just yeah. did mat conditioning. Yeah, that well, was I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't. I skipped one, and I was like, I just got scared that Dom was going to grill me, so I didn't go back the next week. Yeah, and nice. I think I think the competition was the week after, so I did three weeks on, maybe in three yeah. weeks off. Snowballs done it. What about um, uh, with the other off the mat training? Mm. I'm going to put under the general umbrella of theory. Yeah, yeah. You're a big believer in like you know studying shit off the mat. It's got to be big benefits to it. I mean, instructionals. Yeah, again, what what approach do you take in and how do you like it? How do you like it? How do you like it, mate? How do you like it? Well, as a white belt, I was I put quite a lot of time into that. I'd sort of sit sit at my desk post or pre-training and sort of go on YouTube and try and find an element of either something that I was really enjoying in training or something that I wanted realised I was shit at them doing and wanted to improve on. So I would put a lot of time of that into a white belt as a white belt, but again in typical blue belt fashion, I've now started to just drop off of doing that. Um, probably when the purple belt days will go even more dropping off. But uh, again, if you're putting that time, that extra time and studying in, anyone that does that off the mats will tell you that it does benefit you big time. If you've got again, if you've got the time to do it, sit there and, and put that information in because it's going to just improve your game a lot more, I think. But, yeah, again, lazy boy with that at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, but, I, 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 like, instructional videos, I'm yeah. sure I've said this a few times, but fucking hell, mate, I can't do that. No, it's, it's, it's long. I, it's I, long. I, I, I don't learn that way, though. I need... Because I, I fuck up even on the mm. drill, and I can't learn from watching like I need to fuck it up five times yeah. and get it half right the, uh-huh. the fifth the sixth time and then realise what you're going wrong and yeah. you know by, t- by t- tenth time yeah. Yeah. I still don't have a right but I have an idea where yeah. I'm going wrong and you know I think it comes back to what you were saying about different types of learners earlier as well I think yeah. when you're especially when you're at a white belt you have to try all these different things and see what works for you so and like if you're saying you have to empower yourself to find out what type of learning exactly. you are and mm. if, you, if you're doing instructionals and you're putting something together and you're practicing on your in your front room floor and then you go to training and it works and you're like fuck that works for me fucking run with it grab it take it run with it and do it and then if you're like us and you can't be asked or it just doesn't go in then you, you try different ways of learning no, i sometimes use youtube for a specific problem yeah. like if i keep seeing myself in the same spot and mm. i can't like you know let's say it isn't something that's come up or i've asked a couple of people at the gym and they've not really given me a Mm. a high value answer I'll, I'll, I'll look to a few people that like you know you respect online yeah but m- most of the off the mat stuff i do is just watch tape yeah like, yeah i used to love it like when i boxed as well like yeah. I, can, I can just watch like classic fights because that's definitely you know jiu-jitsu watch classic match yeah like, yeah um and you can the, yeah you can you know, learn like I'll, just... I'll, I'll even watch like the fucking yeah like the mundials from like the yeah. early 2000s like <laughs> rogers tear and stuff love like it, that love it so um that that i you know, I can get kind of invested in a narrative yeah, there, whereas definitely. like watching watching an instructional is like going back into a classroom for me. And yeah, it's, it's not for me. I don't. I don't yeah. yeah, so I think it's yeah, hard. we all all kind of understand. Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice to be able to do off the mat theory, but it's a special type of. 
definitely, yeah. definitely. Type if of it doesn't work for you, I don't think anything. Do you shouldn't force yourself to learn something because you know a coach or someone a higher belt tells you that oh you need to do this, this is going to make you better. Like everybody is built differently, and like you said earlier, we've got different ways of learning, taking that information in. If it's not for you, and don't beat yourself up about it. Just find another way that is better to learn and progress. So. Did, did you find a difference? Um, not b- between learning and stuff, but um, when you move to another gym, mm. like. Was there butterflies like starting the first class oh, or whatever? Like? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, uh, were, yeah, most that's, that's a good question. Did you notice many like major differences in like the instruction, the way the class was structured, anything that really came up? It was very similar. I mean, obviously, Dom, our coach at Matt House, came from RGA yeah. where I'm at now. So there's obviously a, a, a dynasty there in terms of the way that he's learned to then pass that on. But... It was very similar in terms of the delivery of the class and the structure oh, I'm, of I'm it. I'm saying like the people, like what was it? Was yeah. Because like, obviously it's a, London, it's a bigger place. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think there was definitely a like, there was definitely a turn up on my first roles with people of equal belt and equal weight. Like I wanted to not prove myself, but to see how yeah, I actually, yeah. right, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm in a new place. It's like a competition without a competition. Yeah. I oh, you turned it off, did you? Yeah, I think it's probably the first few <laughs> yeah, roles. So, like, turn it up on him. <laughs> probably like, who's this guy just coming in, just trying to stick it on everyone? Penny like, comes in at nine and turns it up to 11. Like, he's, like, <laughs> he's like that fucking man that had 11 on the speaker. Yeah, but yeah, I think that naturally, I probably, there was a bit of that that, as time goes on that you're, you know, settled in now so you don't yeah exactly well like the, for example one of the guys who train with regularly Adil he's uh he's a blue belt at RGA and he's he's very good he's a coach of BXR as well so he's a fitness trainer as well very good shape and very um same condition same, same way same way oh, same, right. both blue right. belts perfect and, good. Right, very good tra- uh, training partner and straight away we both clocked that we you know it would be good but then like one of the first sessions we did he I, I, I think it was in closed guard i was trying to pass and he had my arm in a position i just thought i'm just not going to tap here and then this is probably like our first bar together all of a sudden <laughs> i hear the pop pop like a double pop and i think tap straight away like a lunatic I'm like, da, da, da. and then he was like you're all right they obviously felt the pop go and i you know you just think like and then he luckily he wasn't too bad sort of felt it for a few weeks that was that was pure ego of like right i've got someone same belt same weight you know so i've yeah, got to try and yeah. you know Do, apparently there's no ego in jiu-jitsu <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, fucking that's another that's another one of the many many jiu-jitsu lies the same, oh. as, same as you don't need strength yeah, yeah. definitely ego, yeah, yeah. it fucking helps so, Big so time. obviously you've got all these great ideas about you know jiu-jitsu structuring yeah. classes so you actually have let's see how you put this theory into practice oh. so how did that go tell us about the opportunity and uh, what, well, what happened obviously like i said i've been coaching a lot quite a long time now so seven years as a coach and i love jiu-jitsu and i'm looking forward to being a jiu-jitsu coach one day as well so, so you've been training what now about 18 months just over 18 months i think yeah pretty, so pretty um, yeah once i've got yeah to, to be fair though your 18 months wouldn't be a lot because no, 18 months because exactly i've months. pretty much not taken a break in Sorry, that time for, just to, just as a quick aside do you count my hours do you, do you document yeah, them anywhere yeah yes i, I do and i don't I, th- I think i'm somewhere at just over 300 i think okay so i'm yeah, about yeah. i think i'm between 300 and 350 so somewhere, that's somewhere quite, like that yeah, 18 months then, you know and competitions I think I'm 12 competitions yeah maybe, I think, I think like that, that. that's that's, you know, what, that's so, what really stands yeah, out you know like so, you know 18 months yeah 300 hours isn't astronomically no. high obviously 
Exactly. Yeah, well, you did have a shoulder injury yeah, within that. Exactly. So which, that's two two months off with which meant with, uh, two months of zero training. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the, I think the competitions are what really. Yeah, that's the, the main the main thing yeah, that's pushed sorry. forward. No, no, not at all. Back so, to uh, the embarrassment. You've yeah. <laughs> you've been to it. No, he's going to break oh, it up. Yeah, <laughs> for the sweat pouring down my forehead as I'm telling this. But uh, yeah, so the, the where I coach at third space, there's, there's a, obviously more of a, a roster system of higher belts will take classes to to cover if they're around and so, so there's a jiu-jitsu no uh, yeah they, te- they teach jiu-jitsu at um quite a few of the clubs but um and there was an emergency cover that needed for a, a no-gi class at one of our clubs and i said to the coach look if you want me to coach you i'm i'm up for it i want to go and do it and he said look let's let's get you in there let's go and do it so you know he said we're going to do uh we're going to do some i think there was submissions from closed guard and anyway so I get to the class and I'm obviously I've been coaching quite a long time. I coach thousands of classes. I'm I turn up. I could feel the the nerves of being an early coach again and sweaty palms and just feeling a bit on edge, being extra myself. Hello guys, you all right? How you doing? Yeah, okay, yeah. How's everyone all right? So I do the usual. We're jogging around. We're warming up and they're doing high knees, heel flicks. We're doing forward rolls. We're doing backward rolls. And I'm like, I'm like, right, okay, guys, we're going to do forward hip escapes. So I drop down to demonstrate forward hip escapes. Fine, and then. I, then I go to demonstrate a, a, a break fall, right? And bearing in mind, anyone that's done jiu-jitsu, like a break fall and technical stand-up is pretty beginner. It's day, not, day one. It's, it's, it's right at the beginning of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. The they, mo- they, and, both, they both should be day one. Break falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I learned them day one. And yeah. the, most, the, the most basic thing you do before you break fall is you, you look behind you and you see <laughs> where the next person is. So I've got someone doing forward hip escapes behind me and in my like adrenaline a bit nervy, I've gone to demonstrate a break fall and not check behind me and my head, as I break fall, I'm, my head has hit the back of someone's head who's doing a forward hip escape. Mm-hmm. And then, and then his reaction was very ah, like, oh no! And that was obviously when the fear broke into me. I was like, oh my god, I've hurt this guy. And yeah, he sat to the edge of the mat, and I was, was spent, it back of head to back. Of it head? was back of head to back of head as well. And I'll be, I'll be honest, my obviously I've got a hard head. I've come from a family of genetically people with hard heads, and <laughs> I didn't feel too much on mine. But he obviously felt it on his, and I felt very bad for him. And uh, we put to one side, and anyway, carried on coaching the class. Came back to him, spoke to him a little bit. Anyway, the ended up being fine and getting through it but yeah that was a, a moment where you're where you're just heart stops and you're like you picture up this moment where you fall in love with a a, a discipline you're ready to coach it for the first time and then <laughs> completely just I, I, bang I, I, heads I, I, I tell street. a story that I'm just to cut you in quickly <laughs> I did the same thing on top of Dom's legs no <laughs> and Michael why are you jumping on me <laughs> what did a break fall on Tyson legs yeah because he was he was joining in in the warm ups oh, and yeah. I was a very excited white belt <laughs> trying to run around and I was onto the break, break fall as so he was doing <laughs> I didn't even look back and I just jumped straight back back on to his legs giving him your back what what happened to that fella though uh, he, uh, as far as I know, he's he's all right. Touch word. I think he, he was. He fine. sat out the class and disappeared. Yeah, yeah, he? yeah. He sat out the class and he ended up leaving. And uh, did he ever come back? Uh, well, I, that was that was the only cl- class. So, I come really so, so he could be dead. <laughs> for you, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> for all we know, he could be. That was his last jiu-jitsu class of all time. If you're listening, if that guy is listening somewhere, please come back to jiu-jitsu. Not all coaches are going to break fall onto your head. Paddy, but, uh, he died. <laughs> <laughs> he please died. Don't, please don't pull a news article up now. That he, just tell us he, he, he died from a bleed on the brain oh, shortly after mate, yeah, we, we don't have Jamie here to pull it up no. oh, we'll roast we, yeah, we definitely don't have that oh we mate are, that would be that would be we're, we're, the, we're the opposite of a well researched <laughs> show <laughs> 
but yeah, as far as I know, uh, he's, he's is okay. it something you want to coach down the line? Oh, definitely. I, I've got you know what I would really like to do is is one day have my own place to combine what I've learned as a fitness coach with jiu-jitsu as well so elements of teaching people strength and conditioning and nice. mobility yoga as well i'd love to bring that element in along with jiu-jitsu just have a place for sort of overall wellness and i think there's there's three things that as human beings we can do that are really good which is mindfulness in terms of like breath work looking Meditation. after yeah exactly looking after your head strength and conditioning so making sure your body is strong and supple yeah. as well so mobility comes into that and then also being able to defend yourself because you know you need to be able to defend yourself in life if a situation kicks off so i think those three elements mindfulness strength and self-defense are something that i'd like to bring into like a some sort of academy to coach people through so yeah that'd be sick yeah. obviously it's early doors and that you're not doing that yet but do you think because what I, one of the big things that's run through with me where i've traveled and trained is like Jiu-jitsu classes are pretty formulaic, man. Yeah, like yeah. They, they, you know, you might get a kind of jumbled up order of the same things, but mm. generally it's a warm up, it's a technique, it's some positional stuff, and yeah. it's a it's a role. Yeah, like, yeah. Would you, with your expertise yeah. in, uh, in uh, personal training <laughs> and in fitness, fitness? Oh, mate, I told you, I'm it's, it's a roller coaster for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like. It, is it something that you would you structure it differently? Yeah. Well? So would you change anything around? What are your ideas? This is this is a quintessential blue belt conversation. Yeah, just talking around. Well, well, first things, I'd scrap the warm ups. <laughs> <laughs> just coming straight yeah, into sparring right. with no uh, yeah, just, just, no just drills. An hour, hour of sparring. We'll yeah. Start off rolling I mean, light and building the tempo. Signed off. <laughs> <laughs> Take my money. Uh, yeah, I think there's definitely some logic for the way that it is at the moment because you got to you've got to get your heart rate up and you've got to get all elements of your body moving, you know, lower body, upper body, core, and you've got to get your heart rate up. So the general warm-up, I think I immediately did actually, that resonated with me with from the big, first one of the beginners course because I could just see that from coaching and just doing fitness in general. The way that it works is actually pretty good in terms of getting your body ready for a workout. So I think there's probably a bit of tweaking you could do with bringing in certain movements that you prefer to get your body moving in certain ways. I think... This is very methodical with four rolls, backward rolls, hip escapes. It's just the general first three drills. I think you don't necessarily, I mean, look, how many drills do you actually do that have a forward roll and backward roll in? Probably not that many from like, if you're learning armbar from closed guard or just general like yeah. fundamental drills, there's probably not a lot of movements that have a, a forward or backward roll in. So maybe more drills that would cater to that, I think. But I think there definitely needs to be an element of getting your heart rate up. What I like at RGA is, depending on the coaches, you'll, they'll do the old school line up, jumping jacks count one to ten, and then like on the six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'd leave. <laughs> I'd leave in the morning. I got playing for I, I got playing for push-ups last night. Oh, this right. is hilarious. <laughs> so like when we line up to stretch off at the end, it's yeah, just, you you know right if you're not in the right lines. This is yeah, quite traditional yeah. martial arts. To be honest, right, which it's something I'm quite glad our gym doesn't have too much of. But <laughs> this is one of the things like if the lines, it's pretty much Dom just being a sadistic <laughs> cunt. To be honest, if, if the lines. <laughs> He cheered last night when the no. lines weren't straight because he, we, we, we just, we, we must, it wasn't, it wasn't a mad session. I think it was like six, six fives of sparring, yeah. but the last two rounds were no break to fit him in. So right. it was like the last round had been like a 10 minute round or yeah, something. Yeah. 
And then it was like, he was like, line up. And then when he he start, he does this countdown, like 10, 9, 8. So, if you're not in your line. And when, the, line, the, and when yeah. the line wasn't straight, he was like, yes. <laughs> like, like, I'm put people in pain it's now. The yeah, it's <laughs> the happiest of cinema. And, and like, I was so. behind someone and then people moved and I was not no longer behind someone. Yeah. So I got blamed and I was like, who the fuck moved? <laughs> And he's like, my girl. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And he said, right, we're doing 20. And I said, let's do fucking 30. Fuck it. Let's do 30. And he's like, no, no, we're doing 20. And by the end of, like, by the time we got to 10, I was like, thank God he didn't, he didn't make me do 30. Yeah, so that's, oh, so that's, one, that's one thing Mark could definitely scrap. But yeah, you wouldn't change it too much then based on your knowledge of fitness so. and knowledge of what, what the body sat, needs. Yeah, I think if I, off the top of the head, I think uh, there's not a lot that I would change about it. I mean, you'd, like I said, you've got to get your heart rate up and you've got to get all areas of your body moving. I'd maybe sometimes reduce it a little bit in yeah. terms of like, I'd be a bit, little bit more specific on the time frames. I think yeah. some academies, some classes can overrun it a little bit and do that one or too many exercises. When I was in Coralejo, we did uh, 30 minutes. Thirty-minute warm-up. That's. Yeah, I personally think because you because you end up drilling to start with your yeah, class. Yeah. If, if you are going to build drilling into your yeah. class, and that's going to be how you teach the technique. Because yeah. drilling is generally lower intensity. I don't understand yeah. why you wouldn't use incorporate the drill into the warm-up and then. What yeah. I do quite like sometimes at RGA, they'll get you to do like you'll be on your feet and they'll say right one for one takedown entry yeah. or something <laughs> like that, which is really nice or one for one guard pass entry yeah. and then you're doing it and the person in the back is so not resisting the, you're just the warm up technique is relevant to the exactly. sport that you're practicing exactly yeah I think that's Chaz. good I, that, again it's it's being efficient with that time that it's moving your body in the way that you're going to be moving it you know because I think a lot of the time that injuries happen knees hips necks is often because you've spent too much time on warming up one part of the body and then you put big impact in another part of the body and you, it's not prepared for it so you know, I think by having it specific to what you're going to work on, definitely, I think it's probably yeah. more efficient. That's fair. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Definitely. Obviously, yeah, I was going to talk about kind of, you know, your output, but we've kind of touched on your results a little bit. You know, yeah, you got gold, yeah. gold at Surrey. You were double gold before that, wasn't it? Double, uh, double gold at DNA and then gold at Surrey. Um, what's coming up? Coming up. Your first competition was that, was, or sorry, your second competition was that when you went out farm? Uh, that was Mallorca, yeah. That was Mallorca. Yeah, I wanted to yeah, say, yeah, 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 that's perfect. Yeah, perfect yeah. segue, Mark. I was going to transition into the travel yeah, yeah. track because so we always like to touch Mallorca. on. Uh, I'm actually in Mallorca this weekend as well. So uh, shout out Joe, who's got the uh, Mallorca BJJ gym. So I'm coming to see you, Joe, who's actually got his black belt off Roger at RGA as well. So he ran the uh, Mallorca Open. Is it a British guy that runs the gym? Out there? I think he's American, okay. Joe. Yeah, he's American. But he he moved to London. He got his black belt off Roger. Now moved to Mallorca and set up a couple of gyms out there and. Uh, is that yeah. an RGA affiliate? Then, he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, they're not. They're independent, oh, independent. Right. But he's, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just was last year on my birthday. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out and do something for myself. So I just was booked the, but the, I done one jujitsu comp which we covered earlier, which didn't go too great. But uh, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to book another one, go out and, and do did, one. Did and you I do two way classes or was I it? I did. Yeah. So basically, he messaged me like a week before and was like, look, there's only a couple of people signed up. I think there was five people signed up. For my actual weight category, which was the like sixty-seven um, mm. kilos at the time, and 
he said that there was only a couple signed up and then more signed up before but he said look i'll put you in for the 73 as well and we can uh yeah. we can put you in for that so i did ended up doing the 67 and the 73 but yeah it was great i went over there did a, did the comp got brought some medals back and then yeah, got, uh, what was gold and silver gold and silver i think i got gold and silver in the gi and then i got no gold and bronze in the gi and the two weight class and they got the silver in the no gi yeah, to come back it was nice medals to come back to man yeah. as well as like first time competitor yeah well. that's well, it like, just fun. from an English from is that, that before or after you did the barcelona training so because you trained abroad a couple of times after barcelona i think yeah nice. that was after barca so did you train at all the first time in new york or just compete just compete just went out there competed how, and then came home how was that because i know you don't speak spanish mm. like was was most of the direction in like yeah. in terms of did, were there enough people for the competition because comps like especially the first time you go to a comp i yeah, think it yeah. can be a bit intimidating like where's the where's the way and scales yeah, where's definitely. the bullpen what's the rules can i wait yeah. an hour and then go hydrate or do i have to yeah. wait an hour and like there's a lot of variables definitely, and that definitely. adds to the anxiety so like what, what, was, what was your experience like bro it was quite good like so i basically got to the hotel the day before it was like a sports hotel it was meant to be on the beach which was the thing that appealed to me i was like wow jiu-jitsu oh, competition yeah, cool. on the beach the picture the background on smooth comp was like guys competing with the beach and the the sea in the background i was like wow it's on on the weekend of my birthday i'm gonna go and do it and then it got moved to a sports hotel because they had some problems with doing it on the sand beach. exactly and some permission with the i don't know it gets whatever. everywhere <laughs> a big thing with compete on the beach is a sand problem um and then <laughs> basically it moved to this sports hotel in another part of the island and i got there the day before and then the guy that run the comp turned up and uh we were having a beer and i actually helped him helped him lay the mats out on the it was like a paddleboard court so oh, that's why you got those favorable decisions then yeah that's exactly that's, that's why you, you won yeah. your gold by 17 that's advantages <laughs> Gave me an extra extra medal on my way out just for just helping out. Free free labour is always rewarded in Spain, yeah. <laughs> but it was that definitely took an element of like okay, like pressure because we were laying the mats out. It felt very relaxed and a very like, and a lot of the guys, probably half the guys from the comp, were training on the island. Obviously, it was Mallorca, so it's near Ibiza. A few guys came from Ibiza. A few guys came from Barcelona. A few from the UK. Um, so a few from Germany as well, like all over. But it was a nice sort of like. It felt very like family vibe. Like everyone went for beers afterwards. Oh, and nice. It was a nice, nice sort of atmosphere, which is good. So yeah, it, was, it didn't feel too. And a lot of the, again, because of the mix of the cultures, there wasn't too much sort of language was, barrier. Yeah, because everyone's like exactly. Okay, so shout out Mallorca BJJ. Yeah, shout out Mallorca BJJ and Joe Joe Nortbart. I think I said that right, but yeah, shout out Joe. He's and, a good guy. And the other like traveling training you've done was Barca, right? Have you done any more Barcelona, than that? Yeah, no, but I think Barca's the the only one I've done abroad and that was a little bit again that was more of a language barrier so um, how'd you find that it, that was that was as a no stripe so I'd just come off the back of the all-stars comp no stripe white belt and uh, yeah it was it was a bit of a challenge because it, it was the, barely anyone in there spoke English there's about 15-20 people in there and uh, it was very again going back to full circle going back to visual learning it was yeah. like I have to watch every grip I have to I have to re and he looked, sort of looked at me as he was saying the drill but he didn't speak in English he just looked at me to slow see it down you, yeah. and see where I was at and I was just sort of nodding away and he, I think he put me with a brown belt who obviously took Before his time with me and like you know slowed it down a lot more but it, it definitely was a good experience because it taught me that you can just 
it made me focus a lot more. Jiu-Jitsu is a language that that's you the thing. Don't, yeah. And when you're when you're at that stage where you're a no strike white belt, you're still understanding the concept of learning. And mm. I think I was like, oh, grips. That's what. Oh, he's grabbing there, and he's he's looking at, he's moving his leg there. So it actually made me watch a lot more. I think which you probably pick like, up a bit more because you you you're yeah. not focusing on what you're saying. You're actually focusing on movement. Exactly. And definitely. Like, yeah, I definitely think that it gave me a different appreciation for when I was in. South America and yeah. I'd be in classes where there was little to no most of the classes mm. in Brazil were taught in Portuguese mm. so like even if I was paired up with a, like someone who spoke English which is what they normally did who mm-hmm. would translate for me after or the coach would come over yeah. and break it down afterwards they would still teach in, in that language and I do think it gives you a yeah. gives you a, a different perspective of the technique for sure like, I definitely time. think you miss details but it also I've never paid as much attention to a technique <laughs> as when true. I don't speak the native language. It's very true. That's... It's very true, man. I totally agree. 100%. No, that's cool. And you, but yeah, other than that, you found it relatively welcome because I've, like I say, I've, I've probably had one hostile experience in the maybe 15, 20 European yeah. sessions I've done at other gyms around the world. Yeah. One where I felt like, like I was talking about it a few weeks back. I don't know if you've ever had it in a role because I've had it at Matt yeah, with brand yeah. new white belts that don't really get what jiu-jitsu is and they think it, it's a fight it you, and, you yeah, get that yeah. moment where you're like oh fuck this guy is trying to <laughs> hurt trying me to hurt, yeah, like, yeah. oh it's not it's, this is no longer us doing a sport this against each other this is someone who's trying, trying to, to physically me. hurt me exactly. within a very loose rule set of what they believe jiu-jitsu to be yeah um, they generally don't last that long though no people like that will drop off because they'll understand that that's not what the sport's about or they just get you know they figure they figure out very quickly oh shit actually this is what I need to be doing but did you have any of that or was it pretty welcoming no definitely not over there it was it was very welcoming i mean it was again i was very very old in early on in the journey i was not even a stripe on the belt but it was the roles i had over there there was i actually think that he it was only positional so i couldn't full spar so it was just positional sparring but everyone was pretty pretty welcoming in terms of no one sticking it on me or i didn't feel you know out of depth at all so yeah i think i've been i think i've been pretty fortunate in terms of dealing with people like that not too many people that have had that sort of like maybe a couple of roles I'm trying to dig my brain now looking back at this no. <laughs> it's probably been at some point but yeah it's been so, uh, me, me and Mike aren't renowned for our memories mate so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, yeah. For, we'll forgive that one but yeah um, I mean that kind of rounds out what I was what I wanted to go through Mike was going to talk about some recent news yeah, we did yeah. we did put you up but mate we didn't get any listeners questions no, oh, no, one, no, one, gives, no one gives a fuck not about you not even my girl I thought she was going to throw me under the bus and, no. so, so. and we would have let her as well yeah no, 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 I know you would have I was expecting that to come in she missed she missed a trick there oh, we would never not read a question but no, no, no since she left my house mate no one gives a fuck about yeah, it that's, so that's, that's be the way that's be the way I, 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 didn't, I didn't get a laugh the first time so thank you Michael um, yeah, oh. so, so you were going to talk what was it you want to talk about Mike recent news I was just, I was just talking about like um, all this I think we were talking about before about the boxing thing and the yes. ideas versus Jay Paul I was like 2E obviously boxed a bit like uh-huh. you know and I was just like I fucking hate it it's not no. boxing no what? that's not boxing yeah yeah well yeah. like I didn't watch it Right, like I, I watch, I watched very few boxing fights in my life, you know, and more, most of the stuff I watched has probably been stuff that's happened in the past. Mm. But like this, this whole YouTube thing of like, but Nate Diaz shouldn't be getting bit in a fight. But Nate G shouldn't be boxing some young no. guy. That's he's fucking full weight category. I don't want to weigh into this. Yeah, he's he's full he's full weight categories higher than him. Like back, well, Nate Diaz competed at one fifty five mostly, that's right? It. That's it. And so like that fight was it? I think they did a catch rate of one eight five. Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But Nate, like Nate, Nate, so Nate so that weight would probably yeah, be one eight five. Boxing, mm-hmm. boxing, that would be three weight categories or four weight categories above but, where but he competed. But they both weighed in at the same weight. Yeah, but let's look at Nate's actual weight. 
But well, he yeah, 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 did he weigh in at one eighty five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he hasn't cut weight clearly. Yeah, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is, you know, the, their real competitive weights, Nate is f- three, um, three to four massively. categories below, below him. Yeah, so like, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. look, we've got tonight. You got who's number one? To be honest, I say tonight. So if you're listening to the podcast, it's Friday and you've missed <laughs> it. So watch the watch the replay on, on Flow Grappling. There's some fucking great scraps. Watch real yeah. scraps. Don't fucking yeah. give your money to that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's all I can say about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just think um, like it was just it, it, it's the fact that they're picking apart these MMA guys who aren't boxers. And yeah, that's 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 the bit that annoys me. It's, all these MMA fellas saying uh, like Dustin Poirier, I'm a boxer. Nate is, yeah, I'm a boxer. No, yeah, you're a jujitsu guy. That, you know, that's you're it. You're an MMA fighter. Like, like that's you're it. never, yeah, like you're not yeah. a boxer. Like, like no. boxers are solely on boxer. And just to be clear. Jay Paul in the box leader. He's boxing three years. Yeah, but yeah, well, he's only fought one boxer, and that boxer it. was also a part-time reality he's, he's TV show. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so I can't believe game, we, give, we give this more time than we do actual competitive <laughs> jiu-jitsu matches. It pains my soul a little bit. <laughs> oh, but I, know. I can see, I can see Ken just dying but away slowly. To, to be fair, like um, I don't follow much of it, but we were actually talking about Fionn Davis. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, she's just a beast. She's, a savage. Oh, savage. she's, she's fighting. Uh, well, she's got a scrap against Russia's daughter. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, and yeah, um, that's gonna be a scrap. Yeah, and then who else? Merigali's on the card. Yeah, against Duarte. Who else got? Duarte's Duarte giving shit lately as well because he's talk. He's like he's always outspoken, but they're trying to say he's like guard. Gordon Ryan, but Gordon Ryan is more political, isn't he, with his stuff? Like, yeah, yeah, I do. I do think the Merigali's shtick has changed a little bit since he's been in that camp. Oh, but 100%. I also, yeah, like I, I he's think, he's unbelievable though to watch. Yeah, him. he's, he's great. He's great to watch. Very to, to be honest, like fuck it, a little bit of banter like that. That Fion Davis quote from earlier, like, yeah, it's bit very good. I can beat beat you wherever you want, bitch. Yeah. Uh, it's like you know, it's good. It's good for the sport. I like, I like a bit of I like a bit of friendly yeah. chops in, man. Oh, like, yeah. We're all, we're all it. about the banter. So yeah, big time, big time. But yeah, um, is there anything else you want to plug or bring up, Pad? Not really. I, I, a little, a quick little story would be quite funny to share. Is um, when we did that picture we shared yesterday. The, oh, so yeah, the one from so the that was, cage. That's yeah, that's so, the next comp as well that I've got. I'm doing the cage one again, but in the gi. Is so it in the gi? In the so gi yeah, like time, just so. just for those listeners that don't know, Cage BJJ has run out of Fight City in mm. London, Liverpool um, Street, and. They effectively they have a square like cage. a it's a square cage that's for MMA practice, but they run like a it's a glorified intercomp really, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's on smooth comp, so you can sign up. That's it. it was my first ever jiu-jitsu competition. Yeah. Um, Mike, your second or third? Oh no, you'd been competing no, in white belt. Were you yeah. a blue belt at that point? It was no, good. no, no. Um, I was white belt still. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good fun, but yeah, it was like it was. You know, we had we had a good crowd of us. I think we had five or six of us competing, yeah, and then wicked. we had a couple of people who came to like That's spectate it. and cheer That's on. It. And then we went ballistic <laughs> that night. As in we, 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 got, we, we got we got the train back to Reading. Oh, and, just uh, lost it. Lost and then minds. yeah, we were we were at Paddy's. Yeah, we that, that's Paddy's good, after the pub. That's and it. Yeah. And well, I, two I, guys I, doing jiu-jitsu on the floor. <laughs> right. don't, 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 two or three let's, in the morning. Let's, let's exclude that. But yeah, we got I got I got the dawn chorus and was like, I can hear the birds. Fuck, yeah, I, need to, yeah. I need to go home. And it then I ended up. I was like, shit. I got work tomorrow, and then I ended up not going to work for about two days. I felt. That's exactly what I was going to say. So you all ended up at my flat. That's and, the uh, context. I think the last one that left was Adam Barnes, and it was probably about half past five, six in the morning. Something stupid. And I, I remember you boys trying to. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> you were doing triangles. Horrible. It's like, this is how you do this. It was like, you'd left, and I remember you trying to strong arm me into staying yeah, yeah. with me, just being about no, the time has come. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally tapping out, man. Yeah. And it was. Uh, Mentally, physically, and emotionally. <laughs> You're lucky I didn't do an Irish goodbye and just fuck off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't um, 
prepare for the for the state we'd be in either so I was into work the next day and it was a I had five classes the next day at work and it, the first one was at 12 15 bearing in mind obviously commuting in from Reading to London and Adam Barnes left mine sort of half five six I probably went to bed about half six seven had to get up at sort of 10 a.m. Yeah, so yeah don't throw yourself under the bus no. people from working like this <laughs> so a few a few hours sleep I've anyway done, I've done it we, we just say a few hours sleep but I got up and went into work and I, I was pulling myself together through the day and I, I actually handled the day pretty well all the classes went well got to got through the day pretty good and the last class of the day is just like seven o'clock on the monday night it's called speed fiends and all the it's on the treadmills and all the members have the headphones on and uh and it has a i have the microphone and the headphones and i plug my macbook in the music comes in and and i've set out with the headphones and i've put my i put my macbook on the side and i've everyone's getting set up and they're they're, there's a couple of minutes in before the class and they put the headphones on and uh, one of the guys, he's come up to me, he said, how did you get on the Jitscom? I said, oh, yeah, really good. And like, this guy quite friendly with I said, oh, it's great, mate. I've got wicked time. You know, I've got one win, a couple of losses. I had all, all the guys are back to mine. I only had a few hours sleep. We were up, up late. And I've come into work. I've been wrecked all day. Literally only been to bed a few hours. And then uh, at the end of the class, realised, he put the MacBook on, played the music. He told me at the end of the class, he's like, you do realise at the start, you had the mic on and none of the music playing. So I had 12 members on <laughs> on the treadmills <laughs> with headphones on, with me whispering in their ear, basically, that I'd been, had no sleep, <laughs> that I'd struggled through the day and I had no music, just just silence and me explaining my, my state of... Uh, struggling through the day so yeah that's that's a nice little it, link up it, to it's that. Phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal that's uh, kind of exactly why that was the kind of the little degen- degenerate bjj exactly. chat we've got that night was the birth of that like so, so yeah definitely. kind of fitting fitting very fitting dj moment so <laughs> let's just to, to keep it on theme on the way out what do you think the most important um aspect of training is if you were to pick one it's gonna be it's gonna be cliche, but just keep turning up. Just yeah. turn up, turn up, turn up. Don't you really, unless unless you've got yeah, something that's what, really. That's what my note is volume. Yeah, yeah. Like, unless you've got something really big getting in the way, like there's something major in your way. Even if you've had a good session, turn up. You had a shit session, turn up. Just keep getting there because either way, you just that's the only way you're gonna progress. Just Consistency. That's it. Yeah. You've got to, it's it's volume, you see, you see in the gym, the guys that are doing the best, they just they just keep showing up, man. All right. Perfect, Pad. Well, thank you for coming on, brother. Michael, where do they get us if they want us? Yeah, I'm just going to give um, Impact MMA a shout. So if you listen to this on Friday, they have an open mat on Sunday. Friday? Sunday. No, you'll be listening on Friday. So if you're listening to it, the day it's out, uh, on Sunday, I don't know what my day is, 13th, yeah. Yeah. They have um, an open mat open to all academies. I think it's free. Don't quote me on that. Um, But hit them up or else just turn up, um, check their page out, Impact MMA. Um, I think they're trying to get a few people down. It's 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 a friendly place. I've been there before. Um, I'm probably going to come through. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, other than that, you can find us at uh, DJ and BJJ Pod on everything. Um, like, follow, share, subscribe. Look on Spotify. Please follow. Give us a rating. It all helps. Um, DM us more in lads. If yeah. you want to get more involved, get, like we've WhatsApp or DM us on Instagram. You know, like we appreciate the listeners, but we'll Big give you time. any. Any question you want to ask, we'll answer, lads. We have no shame. We're running out of ideas, guys. Give us ideas <laughs> for shows. Give us ideas for shows. I have to give um, Matt a shout-out from Matty. Oh, it? yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt Blout. From yeah. SBG Shopshire. Yeah. They dropped a message and said, um, do you know if you want to come up and train? Lads, we will go to your gym and train and talk nice things about you afterwards. If there's any gym yeah. you want to come and have a role with us or you know, invite us to have a role, we'll rock on, we'll yeah. have a role. And if there's someone that has 
a nice like you have a story or something we'll have you on the podcast as well you know yeah we'll look to get up to we'll look to get up to SPG hopefully later this year and mm. uh, yeah we'll book that in do a couple of sessions hopefully have a chat with uh, with Mikey now he's got his black belt um, you got anything you want to plug Pat? Uh, I don't know if I do to be honest cool I think that's, that's pretty much it just <laughs> shout out shout out Matt House shout out RGA how, how, can pe- how can people reach you if you want to do a class uh, with if you want to reach me follow me on Insta Paddy underscore underscore daily um, shout, want- shout out to Third Space we've got a lot of clubs opening up with Third Space so keep a close if you've not heard of Third Space and you are listening in London and you've got a nice bit of some bougie if, shit yeah if you've got a nice bit of cash to spend on a luxury experience we've got clubs opening Wimbledon Richmond Clapham all over so look Look out for third space. Uh, shout out to everyone I train with at RGA and all the coaches. Shout out to the Matt House lot. And cool. shout, shout out to Franks as well, who's progressing a lot in uh, Jits as well. She's doing great, so keep it up, Franks. Oh, shout and, out to uh, Mrs. Slipper. Yeah, it's going. Choking up the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> as, if she, as if she's still <laughs> listening. Yeah, exactly. She's, she's turned this off a long as time. As if ago. she's still listening. <laughs> an hour no, she, she's definitely waiting for to, to hear when is he going to mention it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, comment, share, subscribe. If you've learned anything from this, it's, um, yeah, Train jiu-jitsu, travel the world, get on the session, play it to your nan. Much love, everyone. Good luck.